Hello, it's your girl Faye with Insane Rhetoric, and we are so happy that you joined us again today for another episode of Insane Rhetoric. What do John Gruden, ESPN, Dave Chappelle, and Kodak Black have in common? Okay, come on in, take a seat, sit down, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. Good morning, Insane Rhetoric. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land today? Glad to be back and chilling with my big sister, my co-host and everything. Sure. So how you doing, sister? What's been going on with you? Everything good in the neighborhood. I ain't been doing nothing. You ain't been doing nothing? You ain't been just chilling? I ain't doing a damn thing. Yeah, sometimes it's like that, too. You gotta, I guess you gotta rest so you can get some rest sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, for real. That's that's how it be sometimes. I don't know. You know, you take a vacation from the vacation. Mm. Yeah, so, so what's going on in news? What have you heard about I today? Heard, I heard none. You ain't heard, you not heard nothing. I ignored all the news flashes, everything. I heard nothing going on. I don't know nothing. I don't know. Well, like, all right, so check this out. So, like, the biggest thing that's going on that I didn't heard about is, like, Coach John Gruden, well, former Coach John Gruden, has resigned from the, I think it's, is it Nevada Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders? Whatever the Raiders team is, wherever they are, because they moved. So he has resigned from coaching, I think, after maybe 15 plus years. Um, he has been through the NFL for quite some time. So, but the thing of it is, the reason he has put in his resignation because he had sent some emails to one particular counterpart in another uh part of the nfl for whatever reason and the email was filled with slanderous things and uh racial uh racial slurs and talking about being homophobic in in the nfl he bashed actually roger goodell which is the commissioner of the nfl and just talked about a whole bunch of different people in the league. So uh, the owner of the Raiders actually showed up. I do believe that it was yesterday or maybe the day before. And him and John Gruden had been a longtime friend for quite some time. So he's the one uh, that actually brought John Gruden to the Raiders because his daddy had actually hired John Gruden years ago before he passed. So now you got all these emails flying about racial divide and race of uh, civil unrest and all kind of things. And now John Gruden is no longer head coach of the Raiders because of racial slurs and homophobic homophobic remarks and all kind of just craziness. But it's kind of it's kind of crazy because it's like you are leading a predominantly black team in a predominantly black league. 
I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of white people in the football league and everything. And, but there's, it's mostly probably black that's in this league. And you gonna let information like that just slip out? It's just like, how, how, what was he thinking? <laughs> well, like, what was he thinking? Like, you in this league and you coaching and leading these people, but then you, you saying all this stuff on the back end. What you think? Well, wasn't he on ESPN? Yeah, I think he was he on, on well, ESPN. There you go. Enough said. <laughs> so everybody on ESPN is being fired and kicked off. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, so, go ahead. You got people being on ESPN. 17 plus years, vice president of this, that, and the third, who quit because of racial stuff on at ESPN that they've been fighting ESPN and ESPN has been promoting them, but they've not been listening to this black man. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even provide a hairstylist for him because he wore dreads. He had to pay for his own hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They got a woman leaving because she got another woman saying that, you know, she's mm-hmm. taken from her. Okay. Yeah, I mean they uh, they they have you're right, they have been having a bad track record. You got another woman who happens to be black who's talking about Obama Mm. choosing to you know mark on his applications that he's black when his daddy wasn't nowhere around and his daddy was dead yeah you know you got some dang bats (sighs) (laughs) yeah you got some you got some dang bats out here I don't I don't know what to say um so ESPN how much more evidence do you need that it's time for you to clean house? Like, just tear the bitch down. Yeah, no doubt about it. No I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. You got co-anchors speaking out about the problem while they're still at ESPN, mm-hmm. saying, "Yeah, the one that was the VP." Is not lying. Yeah. Like yeah. ESPN, when are you gonna tear the house down? Like, just just you got enough money. Coronavirus did hurt, but if you got just gotta put on reruns for the next two or three months, I know business wise that model don't fit. You would lose money. I get it. Football season. NFL, um, what's this? The Super Bowl coming up? Yeah, you got the Super Bowl. They working I, on I that. I get it. I get it. But you can work on that behind the scenes mm-hmm. while you tear the bitch down. You know what? Sometimes I, I I think you're right. I think you're right, sister. I think that the simple fact is, um, I think we was talking about in a uh, episode with Miss Armstrong about about uh. <laughs> corporate structure 
And sometimes the corporate structure just doesn't work at all. And it's just like, what are you going, what are you going to do? And how are you going to fix the problem? And some people don't want to tear it down because they like the institution, but it's getting so hot that it's going to burn down on its own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and I just, I just look at it like, what, what, can, what can you do? What can you do? How can you fix it if they don't want to fix it? Dave Chappelle is under a lot of high water right now oh, yeah. because of his new uh, Netflix special called The Closer. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a comedian. Comedians get paid to make light of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Say off the wall stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so now What's interesting to me is the comment that he made. I, I went and looked at it because I, I normally I normally watch the comp- comedians specials, but I don't watch them when they're like when everybody's watching them. I tend to watch them maybe a year later or something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. But everybody's talking about it right now. So I I just turned it on. So I could understand the context because sometimes context can be taken, you know, wrong, mm-hmm. skewed, perceptive, right? Right. So I watched it. He was telling a story about a friend of his who happened to be transgender. Mm-hmm. In that story, he talked about how this transgender person was laughing harder than anyone else in the audience. The whole audience was laughing, but this transgender person was laughing harder than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And he finishes this story by talking about this exchange that he was having with this person as he was telling these transgender jokes. Mm-hmm. And it gets solemn. And he says to her, so it was a man who transgendered into a woman. Mm-hmm. And he says to her that he doesn't, he just doesn't get it. He he just he just doesn't get it. And she says back. Now she's not laughing. Now she's she's firm in what she's saying. And she says back, you don't have to get it. All you have to know is that I'm a person. I'm a human being going through my shit. And I'm paraphrasing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to know that I'm a human being going through my shit the way everybody else is going through theirs. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to know and you need to treat me as such. They have a term called push in or push down or something like that. It means to put down. Mm -hmm. And so he's being accused of that. And he takes offense to it because he says, if you listen to my shows, I've been very clear. I don't hate, there's only one group of people I hate 
And I've always been very clear about this. I hate white people. Mm -hmm. I don't hate gays. I don't hate like he's. Just, I hate. I hate white people. Mm -hmm. Right, and everybody laughs. But his point is this: Oh, when it came to transgender, he mentioned Caitlyn Jenner. How the first year she became a woman. She was nominated Woman of the Year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you can say what you want to say about me. Because he further went to say, he fur he went further on to say, men, if you have a dick, you have no nothing to say about woman's rights. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Right. Like. Don't talk about abortion. Don't talk about don't talk about any of that. Right. And then he said, and women, if you choose to abort, fine. But if you choose to keep the baby, don't come after me for child support because I said I didn't want the baby. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can say what you want to say to me, but I actually agree with that. If I choose to abort the baby, then neither one of us have the baby. Okay. Mm -hmm. If we've talked about it, if I came to you and said, I've got your baby and you acted funny, you ain't want the baby, you ain't want to have nothing to do with it. Me personally, I'm going to raise the baby on my own if I chose to have it because you already told me you ain't want to have nothing to do with it. Right. I'm not going to force you to have nothing to do with it. Right. Okay. It might be something going on if you told me, yeah, yeah, we're going to be together. I'm going to help you or this or that. And then you, then you renege. Right. But if you came and said, I don't want to have nothing to do with the baby, whatever. And again, you can say what you want to say about me, but I feel the same way about Caitlyn Jenner being named the woman of the year. Mm -hmm. Her first year being a woman. Mm -hmm. Like Dave, I agree. You ain't had, you've heard me say it on the show, so don't act like this the first time you heard it. <laughs> You ain't had a period. You ain't birthed a baby. You ain't done half the stuff women have to do when it comes to womanly stuff. You know, we call it womanly. You're womanly. Okay? But you the woman of the year, and you just not got a pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do have a problem with that. Right. Okay? All right, I, I, you ain't. So what you're saying is you ain't had enough time in. I, I, I agree. You ain't did your dues as a woman to be the woman of the year. <laughs> yeah, you ain't had no time in. But because I say that, you want to get offended and say I don't like transgender. That's not true. Kayla Jenner did not put her time in as a woman. She turned herself into a woman. And then miraculously, she was dressed in beautiful clothing and she was the woman of the year. Okay. So I'm not saying I agree with this man. I don't agree with him. But Dave had a point. He told also told the story 
about how the censors, when he was on the Dave Chappelle show, they called him in, told him he had a beautiful script this week. Everything's a go except for one thing. He couldn't say, okay, y'all, his word, not mine. He couldn't say faggot. He says, okay. Okay. But he gets to the door and he turns around and he says, hey, just, just, I got a question for you. So why can't I say that word? I'm not going to say it again, y'all. He said it several times. I'm not going to say it again. He said. I, I'll say it for you. He Faggot. said, why can't I say that word? She says, well, are you gay? He says, well, no. Well, you can't say that word. Okay. He says, huh, okay. He heads back toward the door. He turns around and he says, but so-and-so woman he was talking to, why is it okay to say nigga? Mm -hmm. I can say nigga up and down all day long as many times as I want. But I can't say faggot. But I can't say faggot. And her answer is, well, you're black. You you are one, but you're not gay, so you can't say that. She she, she didn't he say says, that. He says, yeah, that's what he said on the show. <laughs> and he said, go y'all go watch Sticks and Stones. Go watch Sticks and Stones. Okay. And go watch the closer. Okay. He says, he asks, he says to her, well, no, I'm neither. I'm not a nigger and I'm not gay. Mm -hmm. He says, so I, I really don't understand because I'm a human being. Right. Right. So. I said all of that. I led up to all of that because his closing theme was when you watch the closer, you'll see it. And this is this is why he's getting the the guff he's getting, and everybody's trying to cancel him because he said so. I can kill because he referenced the baby mm -hmm. and his homophobic words. Uh huh. Faggot. And how the baby got all cut up, cut up behind it. Uh huh. But then he took America back, took the world back to when the baby was in the Walmart and killed somebody. Mm hmm. And he said he got off with that murder. Right. And he said, so we live in a country where we can kill people and nothing happens to our career. Right. We're good. Right. But the moment we hurt a gay person's feelings, it's a problem. It's a problem. Right. That's my only thing about this because that one statement that one statement I totally agree with except for the Caitlyn Jenner thing I totally agree with that why aren't we just as offended by the mass murders and when I say mass murders I mean massive amounts of murders mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I'm not just gonna talk about white black people. I'm not gonna talk about black people because, again, if you have taken this show in the correct context, 
and you have listened to our episodes, you know that we did a whole episode on one Mr. Hunter Noah Britton. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have gone to our webpage, you know that we have paid homage to Mr. Hunter Noah Britton. Yes. Yes, absolutely. A young man, white boy, who was just trying to fix his transmission on the truck so he could get to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I say mass murders, don't think don't think because we give white people a hard time that I'm just talking about, you know, white on black crime. No. Because we also talk about black on black crime on this show. Absolutely. Okay. We are equal opportunists when it comes to insane rhetoric and how we view things. I mean, the man was wrong. He calling people talking about the man got big um, lips as big as Michelin tires. He talking about how the NFL shouldn't have let the uh, people hire queers. He's wrong. Listen, Dave Dave Chappelle also told a joke about the different alphabets. He called them the alphabets. Not Mm -hmm. me. He did. He called them the alphabets. He talked about how if they was all in a car together that the gays would be driving because the gay men, the gay white men always got to know everything and what's what's happening. That the L's, he said, the G's would be driving, the L's would be sitting on the passenger side. That's the lesbian. Mm -hmm. The B's, the bisexuals, would be in the back and everybody in the car wouldn't want to be in the car with them because they can't make up their mind. This is this this his words, not mine. Right. And the T's would be back there alone. Nobody's talking to them because don't nobody understand them. Mm-hmm. And then the queer would be the the hitchhiker on the side of the road, excited to get in the car with all of them. All of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he told some jokes about, you know, what he called the alphabets. But the one statement, the one thing, except for the Kayla Jenner thing, the one thing I agree with is that we can't talk about, you know, the gay and lesbian trans trans uh, gender community. Mm-hmm without someone in their culture saying we've hurt their feelings, that we've put them down, that we've, we've, we've hurt them somehow, okay? And that fight is way bigger than, you know, the being Black. Yeah. I mean, right? I, yeah. I, I, and when I, I, we begin to say you've put us down as Black Americans, we need to be quiet. It's that's not it. That's 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 not that's not true. We're not doing that. Yeah, and that's why and that's why like like me personally, uh, to man, I don't give a hell. I'm I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say because that that ties into we just keep going back to uh our our, our guy that we talked about 
Mr. Whitfield. It, it, it plays the biggest part of critical race theory ever on any stage. You know, I mean, you think of a, you think of all the people that the NFL has in it that's black or, or brown or Hispanic or mixed descent or whatever you want to call them. It wasn't just being condescending to black people. It was being condescending to everybody who wasn't white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and my thing is, my thing is, if you're going to be fair, be fair all across the board. As a comedian, that's what you get paid to do. You get paid to look at stuff, write scripts, and make fun of it, no matter what it is. Nobody is off the list. <laughs> Dave talks about his people. Dave talks about white people. He talks about homosexuality. He talks about the whole gambit. And you are absolutely right. It's the fact that when they when they say something, they're so sensitive to the fact about what's being said. Now you wanna now you wanna feel a certain type of way. Man, that's garbage. All that touchy feely shit, that's dead. You know what I'm saying? The United States is so freaking touchy feely, but like I say, you ain't have a problem hanging that man. Like you said, sister, you didn't you ain't have a problem. The police ain't got no problem shooting black folks down, but you're talking about a freaking joke that you can recover from the next day or in the next 10 minutes? Get the hell out of here, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. Cause soon as once they if they start canceling Dave, listen, as soon as they start canceling Dave, just like when Dave got offered all those millions of dollars and he walked away from that, what you think he gonna do then? Cause cause because uh Saturday Night Live was looking to bring him back. And a host of other people. So I mean, over something as as minute as that because somebody was offended. You always offended somebody in a in a in a comedy setting. <laughs> I just think that I think that this is a symptom. All of this, all of this is a symptom. All of this anger and all of this out, lashing out is a symptom. Instead of fixing the actual problem. We have allowed people, and I'm talking about, I'm going back to those white men smoking their cigars mm -hmm. in the conference rooms of America and the world. We have allowed them to get back in charge, them to say what they want to say. And when we had people like the MLKs, the Malcolm X's, the Gloria Steinem's, the Angela Davis's, the Stokely Carmichael's. When we had people, the Jesse Jackson's, okay? When we had the Reverend Young's, the James, the, the uh, what's his name? Baldwin. Baldwin. James Baldwin, but I'm talking about uh, uh, a bond down there in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Julian Bond. Okay. Okay. But James Baldwin too. When we had all of these people, Greg, uh, 
Gordon Parks. Okay. When we had uh, Langston Hughes, mm-hmm. nor uh, Zora Neale Hurston. Okay. The, what's the latest name? Uh, a Raisin in the Sun. Uh, I can't think of a name right now. Hansberry. Okay. When we had all of these people, Nina Simone, Aretha Franklin, when we had these people speaking out and we and we adored them so much that we listened and we and we followed to make change and we got complacent and let's go ahead on and add in while we're adding these great people Barbara Jordan, Mickey Leland, while we're adding these great people let's move on over to California and add one of the baddest men on the planet harvey milk mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. hear a lot about harvey milk but harvey milk was a bad bad man mm-hmm. good and when i say bad i mean how we used it in the 70s good all right good okay it was the truth yeah he was tough like yep. you children say today he was keeping it 100 yep okay harvey milk Without Harvey Milk, the LGBTQ community would probably not exist today mm-hmm. because they would all be dead by these white men in the conference room and their offspring. Yep. The same men who were trying to kill off all the black people, all the Asian people, all yep. the uh, Latinx people. Mm-hmm. Okay. The same men. When when they uh, when you understand like to the to the monopoly of people who are the one percent. If you're not a part of the upper echelons of the one percent, everybody else is pawns on a chessboard. They're expendable. You can have your group. You can say what you want to say, but best believe in the in the beginning that was set up to, like you just said, to wipe people out. That has been the whole whole thing. So I I I, I don't know, I don't know what the disconnect is. Matter of fact, I don't even give a damn. What the, the disconnect is that people have become <laughs> complacent, and now they're angry all over the place but they're not focusing in on the main issue. Hello, everybody. We just wanted to take a quick pause to let you know something you may not have known. If you are enjoying Insane Rhetoric, you can help to sustain future episodes. Go on over to anchor.fm forward slash insane dash rhetoric forward slash support and help us with any size donation you know we're always looking for supporters so come on in sit back and enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric and help us to continue this podcast you can say what you want to say about this gruden dude he is egregiously wrong i am not disagreeing with you on that However, 
there are people in higher places. You voted in a man called Trump. And all of you, once you got him in and he was your leader, you adopted and readopted those ugly Vikingish ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that and that would be the truth. And that's why the 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 country is in the state that it is in socially. So I'ma need you, I'ma need you to put the correct people in place in order to keep this mess at bay. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of hard to do when most of them are, are still opportunists. I mean, because just think about it. It was six years ago, two with 2016, was that five or six years ago when the man got in office? And just think about it, he had another year or two on his campaign trail before then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. These emails been happening over the last seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. So that's most of his term. His term. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the end of our black president's term mm-hmm. because that's when you all came out and decided you you didn't want a black person in the office again because the brother was up there not necessarily making all the great decisions. Not going to ever say that. He said he did a couple of things that I didn't necessarily agree with. However, when you when it comes to presidential and leading this country, he did that. Yeah. Even his family. You can't you you can't go back in history and find a family who was better in that office than they were. Nope. Not nope. a scandal. Cause cause shoot, Bush Bush daughters was out there tra la 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 and in the field. One of them was getting just as drunk as her daddy was getting before he got in the office. He cleaned up so he could get in the office. Yep. Okay. So that, listen, that's... I I'm from Texas. Don't tell me what I know. <laughs> I mean, so hey, before hey. he let me just tell y'all something. Before he ran, before he ran for president, there was a video out there of him at a friend's wedding. It's a posh, nice wedding because he got money, 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 and his daddy got money, money, money. So he'd be around people with money, money, money over there in the neighborhood in which they live. The video was on the internet. A couple of my friends that live in other places saw it because I sent it to them, hurried up and sent it to them so they wouldn't vote for him. I was like, listen, I live in Texas. Let me show y'all this. Don't vote for this fool. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he was snookered just out just dirty, just crazy, loud, drunk. And he had a history of drunkenness prior to him getting into the White House. There was a, you, before he got into the White House, you could find on the internet his arrest record Mm -hmm. where he was up there in Austin and he toilet papered his wife's parents' home. Yeah, I mean, on a drunken night. I mean, I mean, listen, listen, listen. Like you say, 
everybody has a background everybody has their skeletons in the closet the 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 thing of it is who hides them better <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's that's what it really comes down to who hides them better and my thing is you talking about dave and how he said certain things the problem this this is the problem and i'm, I'm gonna tell you honestly the biggest problem is that Dave has enough nuts to come out here and say what the hell he wants to say, and he can't be censored, and they don't like it. That's all it comes down to. The, you know? the point is, Mr. Gr- Gruden gets paid. He gets paid to coach football and sit up on NF- NFL, mm-hmm. whatever, on ESPN and talk mm-hmm. about football. Right. And I'm going to venture to guess that over 70% of the people in the NFL playing football, the players, mm-hmm. is black. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm the, just going to venture to guess the, that. In a, uh, listen, y'all, if I'm wrong, go on over to the Real Talk page and let me know the real, the exact number. But I'm guessing that it's anywhere from 70 to 75% of the players are black. So that means you coaching them and you being a, 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 a slave driver at the same time at the same time at the same time and that okay and, that, and, and that's and that's what i'm saying because the two leagues that are dominated by blacks we both know them they're the nfl and they're the nba period <laughs> so i mean when you got you got uh people like that that's in these leagues and yeah i i get it I guess the NFL has finally figured out they have been sued enough by stupidity. You know, the first thing that came on, you know, a couple of years ago was Colin Kaepernick, you know, and how they tried to oust him because he didn't want to kneel for or stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever. Man, it's your right not to do that. Just I, We don't have to do that. If we choose to, that's what we choose to do. If you don't want to stand, don't stand. This is my bottom line. Mr. Gruden, you get paid to be on football issues. People like Dave Chappelle get paid to make light of and to make fun of the human condition so that we can find laughter in what we're going through day to day. That's his job. Yeah. And that person, listen, that person went home. And when they was laughing in the comedy in the comedy club, that person went home, and whoever they went home with, or whatever they went home with, is is was probably sitting in the car ride riding, cracking up about the whole damn thing. So I will tell you about that person because he went on to tell us that person's end. That person that day, well, prior to that, that person was a person that he knew, and. He gave them a shot because he knew that they were an aspiring comic. He gave them a shot to open up when he was doing his show in um, San Diego or San Francisco, one of the two, Mm -hmm. in California somewhere. Mm -hmm. And they bombed for 45 minutes. Mm. They did not do a good job. Mm. What he liked about them was their tenacity because they went through the whole 45 minutes even though they were not given a good show. His exact words was, they stuck. Mm-hmm. They stunk. Mm-hmm. 
He also liked them because after the show, this person did not do what most comics do. This person did not cower, put their head down, leave and go home shamefully. Right. This person came and joined the audience and sat down front. Mm-hmm. And then began to talk with Dave as he's doing his show and he's saying these trans and transgender jokes. And this transgender person is laughing hard at these jokes. Mm-hmm. This person was laughing so hard and talking so much that someone else in the audience from way back in the back called them by name because they all knew who they were, who who, who this person was, because they had opened the show and said something ugly. Hey, does your hair on your head match your bush underneath? The, the person said, no, because I have wooden planks down there. <laughs> Again, everybody's <laughs> laughing. Everybody's laughing. The show's over. The person goes back to the back of the stage. They're hobnobbing with the other mega, mega comedians who are there in the audience, like the late, great Paul Mooney. Wow. Wow. And people like the late, great Paul Mooney are back he's... there going, oh, my God, you're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So much so that Dave says to this person, hey, anytime I do a show here, you're going to open for me. Mm. Your show really stunk, but you're funny as hell, mm -hmm. and I'm going to help you. So you're gonna you're gonna open for me every time I come to this town. And see, that's like, and see, that's 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 what's what's crazy about that is because people look at the bad things instead of looking at the good things and how he was stepping out to on a bridge to help somebody else be where he and it he had is. nothing to do with the person being transgender. That's what I'm saying. It's context. A, right. You gotta understand context now. We understand that this man wrote seven years. Gruden wrote seven to ten years worth of ugly emails. To, so it's in writing. Right. Dave is doing his job. Right. He's right. telling jokes. Right. To soften the human condition. Condition. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let, I, I, I just listen. That's why I say people were so touchy feely, but half the time people can't even read to comprehend and really understand what's going on or neither do they interpret the things that are being said in the right content as it should be. They just go off the handle and want to fly because, like I say, everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame any way they can get it. It's, it's well, I think the way to fix this is that ESPN need to they need to burn the house down, and I don't mean literally, people. I mean just get rid of everybody. Yeah, because you know that's a terrorist attack if you burn the house down and you incited a riot like January 6th. Oh like no, January 6th wasn't a riot. That's what they say. That it wasn't a riot. That's what they say. It wasn't no riot. What was it? It was a. What, it what, wasn't what, insurrection. It what, wasn't a riot. Wait, wait, wait. What, what the hell was it? Was I it don't a know. Was it a meeting and a picnic I guess on the so. lawn? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, it looked like a ride to me. 
did exactly that all her life. Totally different in the way she approached things, in the way that she listened, in the way everything. My son coming down the birth canal. Even in just when I when I was just he was in incubation for nine months. But but most especially when it started was coming down the birth canal, he was just different. And he immediately was doing it his way, what he wanted to do. Not how the textbook said, yeah. but what he was wanting to do the way he was wanting to do it. And he didn't even know if he wanted it or not. He was a baby. He didn't know. You okay. Write, you can't write a textbook on a man. I'm just trying to tell y'all. <laughs> so my point for that was, as the boy grew, I heard and learned things. And as his mother, I tried not to squelch that male part, but give my female insight to how I would feel on the opposite end of whatever he was saying or doing. Okay. But I told y'all before in the show that my children used to tell me everything. Okay. I have heard some stuff. I have heard some stuff. Yeah, is, I mean, that's part of life. So I'm telling you what I never heard. At least not from him. Now, maybe from some of my daughter's friends. But, you know, friends who were boys. But from my son, I never heard, ooh, mama, it's this man. He got some big old lips. No. Yeah, no. Not no okay. Real. Not no real man. Now y'all can come, y'all can come say what y'all want to de define a real man, because uh, a real man ain't gonna say no garbage like that. I'm just Sorry. saying he ain't gonna do it. Now, gay men don't call me. One of my best, 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 closest friends is a gay man. Is a gay man. That's why I know what I'm talking about. I know what me and his conversations were, and I know what my son's conversations were. I know the conversations are different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, you know. It, so it's, that's it's, not to say that they're not men. They they identify as men. Their sexual preference is what's different. Right. Okay. That, and and, and they as men will tell you men don't do certain things. Yep. That's what women do. I, yep. I'm just telling you. So don't come at me telling me I'm against the LGBTQT community. I'm not. My gay male friends have said to me what a man would and would not do. Yep. Sure and are. I listened because they were men. Yeah. All right. So John Gruden, I'm pretty sure you're probably... You're probably finished in the NFL. Uh, Canceled. <laughs> for, from that, you might have a back office position that don't nobody know that you doing. Now, somebody going to do just like they did that girl, just like uh, Justin, uh, Justice Thomas' wife gave that girl, got that girl a, a, a cush position up there. That's what I'm saying. In, he in the justice he, office. He, 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 might have a, he might have a job somewhere, but it won't be with his face showing. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be making millions of dollars. Cause they gonna oh, somebody man. somebody is upset for him that think like him that's gonna help him where yeah. it wouldn't help somebody else. 
yeah, we we know that. So, all right, what else we got? What else we got on shopping block? Cause that that just crazy. That's just crazy. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, what else we got? I don't know. You said something about uh Kodak Black. Oh man, yeah, man. This this idiot is up at some party, uh, <laughs> chilling and dancing with his mama. So. He he grabbing his mama behind and rubbing on his mama behind as she go off off the okay. dance floor. Okay, so all you Haitians, just listen, because I know y'all going through it right now with y'all president and dead and, and you gone and just, you know, rebellion and people being killed and, you know, famine and I get, okay, listen, y'all. I'm going to need you to Go ahead on, because I know y'all talking about it over there in Haiti. So I'm going to need y'all to go on and do it and stop talking about it. I'm going to need you to stiffen your laws for incest in Haiti. Because right now, y'all, what y'all don't know is that in Haiti, there's not a lot of conviction or even charges brought for incest in Haiti. It's not like a huge crime in yeah. Haiti. Yeah. yeah. They got a word that I can't pronounce, which means that they can have multiple wives in Haiti, multiple families in Haiti. They got a whole custom, can't pronounce the word. They got a whole custom that when you go into Haiti, and when you're in Haiti, or when you would go enter into a Haitian home, you got to go around and kiss everybody on the cheek. If you don't go in and say hello to the parents of the person, like the person, so your friend take you home for Thanksgiving. Before you do anything else, I don't care who else is in the room, before you do anything else, you have to go and make yourself known to the mama and the daddy. You have to make your presence known and you have to do this kiss thing. Right. And then you have to come out and go to everybody in that room and do this kiss thing. Now, if you watch the video, you know that this fool, Kodak Black, was clearly, clearly high and drunk. And as my co-host say, clearly. he was doing some old dirty bastard kind of stuff. <laughs> I decided to stop watching. Because if my son, she finally did push him all the way off. I was having a Trump experience when it happened because it reminded me of the time when Trump was on the stage at the Republican National Convention and his daughter, the oldest one, Ivanka, she walked on the stage and Trump put his hand down close to her butt and she moved his hand up and y'all still voted for him. Hey, can, can you say rapist? So, again, <laughs> y'all making this Kodak Black like R. Kelly, like Aura. Mm. Okay? Y'all making him famous. He's squeezing on his mama's butt two or three times. Right. She had to hit him off. She finally had to stop dancing with him. His friends all around laughing because they all realized he was high. Mm-hmm. 
okay? And he was just being silly with his mama, probably trying to show his mama off. Mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling of what he was doing. But again, I talk about this boy all the time. I taught my son how to dance. He ain't never squeezed my butt. Yeah, that's that's yeah, okay. that's, just, that's just like uh you don't you don't you don't cross those lines, my dude. On no level. I don't care how drunk or not, you don't cross you don't those cross. lines. That ain't what we do, you know. Uh, yeah, granted you you from a whole another country, but uh you 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 live in the life of a United States citizen and uh that ain't what we do. That that's as as black culture, that is not what we do. After a certain uh, age, my son couldn't even get no breast milk. I'm just telling you. Cause then I, it's creepy, man. It's that's that's past creepy. It, I, if the dude if the dude could have, he probably would have went in with his mama. The okay. way that video looked, if if he could have, he probably would have went in at that time with his mom. Again, what y'all gonna do about that? You talking about this Gruden and what he's saying about the gays? Okay, I'm gonna need y'all to say something about this. Well, they can't say nothing about that because he's from another country. <laughs> he, he living in America. But but what 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 I'm saying, you know, they got they got what's called foreign policies that they have certain uh, rules and regulations that they don't want to overstep with people from other countries and other nations. So you may may he he might get a pass. Maybe if R. Kelly was from another country, he could have got a pass. <laughs> That's just crazy. This is crazy. So uh I don't know. Uh Kodak Black. Um I think that was a real foul. And like you you put your mama, I think you put your mama in a certain type of predicament, especially doing that stuff in, in front of your friends or uh, who you call your friends. So I mean, it is what it is. So I ain't gonna give you no more time, my dude. Um hope you get your life together before you uh be on the news somewhere well now so he's claiming mental illness oh man here we go that ain't gonna work So first he said he was killing himself deactivated his account then here comes this video after he say you know he gonna kill himself he wants he's he's contemplating killing himself his why why, why are you contemplating that? I mean, if you're going to go ahead and kill yourself, don't make no announcement. It will be announced after you kill yourself. Well, he said he was sorry. He apologized for worrying the people. He thanked everybody that checked on, on him. He said he needed a vacation. He said he not suicidal. He said he, he don't have no plans to harm himself. I, I don't see. I, I I don't understand it. See, that's just that's contradicting to me. I mean, one time you want to kill yourself, the other time you don't, and you just need a vacation. You screaming mental illness, and now you just need to go off. And I'm saying I'm sorry. I, like, man, pick one. Just pick one, man. Whichever one it is, just pick one. Yeah. And play the side. Shoot, if you want to kill yourself, man, we don't need no announcement. I'm pretty sure the coroner will announce it. Pretty sure of it. So what's interesting to me is the is some of the remarks because it's like I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable watching that. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I don't see the same outrage. 
It's what I was talking about earlier. We talk about the LGBTQ community and we're just totally outraged. We talk about black on black crime, we're not so outraged. We talk about white on black crime or white on brown crime, we're not so outraged. We see Kodak grab his mama's butt in an incestuous manner and we're not outraged, we're uncomfortable. They can't they can't go and arrest him though. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, dual citizenship. <laughs> so it ain't like they think like, oh, we finna go pick him up. Nah. Well. Nah, I can't do it like that. So all right. So I'm 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 just, you know, it is what it is with that dude, Kodak Black, whatever. Uh maybe you should be kicking it with uh R. Kelly. Uh, maybe he can I- give you some better pointers. Maybe that's one of the people in Aris uh, saying he gonna tell on, he gonna snitch on. I don't nah, know. I, doubt, I doubt it. He too young. He too young. He went. Mm-hmm. He went. He went around when like Aura was doing all that type of stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> he too young. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, insane rhetoric. Oh my God, this has been a pleasure. You know what to do. Hit us up on insane rhetoric with a K.com. That's insane rhetoric with a K.com. You can t- uh, post on our real talk page. And you know what we say? No time foolery. We don't want to hear it. Ain't going forward. It's enough of that. So uh, you can follow us. Please follow us, follow us, follow us, follow us, follow us. You know what I'm saying? And um, at midnight, change will happen. And listen, you can hit us up on any platform. We're on iTunes. We're on Anchor FM. We're on Republic Radio. We're on Amazon Music. Uh, just Google Podcasts. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. Just make sure you spell Insane Rhetoric with a K and not a C. All right. Insane Rhetoric with a K. And just hit us up and just remember to enjoy the ride, which is and which shall always be insane rhetoric. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Rewind Wednesday. We look forward to having you come in and join us again on Free Fall Friday. I'm sure we'll have another great episode for you. So we'll see you next time. And until then, remember to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric.